the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Dave Ellswick Show. I am Robert Steinbeck filling in for Dave. I have in the suite with me, Chris Corbett. And we've got on the line uh, Monica Kelsey, Kelsey, who's going to talk to us about uh, baby boxes. Zach, put her through, please. Monica, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. So tell us, what is this uh, this baby box uh, uh, idea? Tell us about this. Well, the safe haven baby boxes and the safe haven law has been around for the last 20 years where a woman in any state in this country can walk into a hospital. Um, almost every state has a fire station that allows it as well to where she can walk in, hand her child to one of the workers and turn around and walk away. No, per- no repercussions um, and no fear of prosecution. Uh, that has saved to date about 4,000 babies in the last 20 years. Wow. And so, yeah, the, the, and, that's, and that's an awesome number. But when you go back and you look at the last 20 abandonments, we're still having infanticide um, at the rate of 1,600 babies have died uh, by being illegally abandoned in our country. It takes the anonymity one step further. It allows a mom to place her child uh, that she doesn't want or can't care for uh, in one of our secured boxes, which is uh, it kind of looks like an incubator box, really. And uh, it's heated, it's cooled, it's alarm activated, um, and she can place her child in there, turn around and walk away. The child is picked up uh, on the average of about 90 seconds to two minutes, um, and the child then receives immediate medical care, and the mom walks away with no repercussions. Um, and it's far better than a dumpster. Well, that's exactly right. You know, right. it's really a sad situation when a mother feels the need to abandon her child. But thank goodness, if that circumstances arise, that you provide an outlet so that the baby doesn't suffer further, right? Because the mother's walking away either way. And as you say, the mother can leave the child in a dumpster, uh, commit infanticide, or now you've provided an outlet where this child can live. And that's that really is a miracle. That really is a joy. And while the, it, this whole scenario is enmeshed with tragedy, at least we can pull a real miracle out of this tragedy. Yeah, you, you're exactly right. And, you know, I, I have to go back, you know, 47 years, um, back in August of 1972, uh, a young 17-year-old girl, she was brutally attacked. She was raped. She was left along the side of the road to die. And this, of course, was when abortion was illegal in our country. Um, and she pressed charges against this man. He was arrested. He was charged. And if that wasn't the worst of it, six weeks later, she finds out she's pregnant. And um, she was taken out of high school, hidden for the remainder of the pregnancy, and then gave birth in April of 1973 and abandoned her child two hours after that child was born. And that child was me. Wow. And so I do this on the front lines of this movement, not because it's a job for me, but because this is where Christ has put me to be the front runner 
for an organization that values the life of all children. You know, no child is ever unwanted. I mean, if, if there was ever a poster child for an unwanted child, I think my name would be on it. You know, but I was adopted into an amazing family that had been praying for a child for years. And so I was blessed by my biological mother to be able to grow up in a home that I deserve, you know, with two parents who loved me unconditionally. And that's what it's all about for these babies that we save is giving them what they deserve, which is a chance, which is life. Um, and that's exactly what these boxes are doing. And what is the organization that you're with? What, how is this coming about? Well, I started Safe Haven Baby Boxes back in 2014. I was actually on a speaking tour in, in Cape Town, South Africa. And I happened to be speaking at the only church in Cape Town that had a baby safe. And I was like, what is this and what is it used for? And they said, well, women bring their children here at night so they're not seen place their child in this box and it rings the pastor and he comes and he retrieves the child and takes it to the hospital. And I'm like, get out of here. Does this really work? (laughs) And they said, well, they had saved seven babies that year. So that's where the concept for me started. And I came back to the States. I hand drew a baby box and installed the very first baby box ever in America in April of 2016. So can I I ask a question? Is it in the side of a wall? We're talking like a, Dropbox, or what does this look like? Yeah, and you know what? This is the most common question I get on our boxes. <laughs> okay. So imagine the imagine the side of a fire station, and you cut a hole in the wall like you're putting a window in. Okay. So the outside of the box is where mom places the child in, and the child is retrieved from the inside of the fire station on the inside of the box. So the firefighter does not have to go around to the outside of the box. Basically, the baby is passed through the wall of the fire station. I see. Okay. Yeah, it's like so, it's like when you go to the bank. Yeah, okay, yeah, but it's kinda. got a little alarm and, um, signal on it, and they do. Yeah, huh. they have three alarms. Okay. Yeah, so we just actually had a baby in one of our boxes uh, on September sixth. A, a beautiful, almost nine pound, one hundred percent healthy little girl. Where's this box? Here, here in Arkansas? That. No, we're actually launching in Arkansas. Okay. Um, on September eighteenth, which is Wednesday. Um, in Benton, Arkansas, at uh, fire station number um, three, um, which is off of Edison Avenue. Um, okay. So they're going to be the first in the state of Arkansas to have a box. But the baby that was placed was placed in Hammond, Indiana, okay. which is up there by the Chicago corridor. How many do you have across the country now? We only have 15. You guys are going to be number 16 in Benton. Wow. Wow. Isn't that exciting that we're on the ground floor of this and We've already had just in um, well since our boxes launched in April of sixteen. We've already had fifty nine women come through our program. That's amazing. How? Yeah, and fifteen boxes. It's like women trust us; they want anonymity, and yeah, that's sure. what we're giving them. How did it come about that you're putting in the one in Benton so early in your process? Well, you know, I was contacted by um, Rose Mims from Arkansas Right to Life. Um, and I was speaking, I spoke for her a couple times in 2015 and 2016. And she's always been a huge supporter of ours for the State Haven Law, so passing literature out at all of her events. And so she says, I want to put this, you know, I want to change the law in Arkansas. Like, let's do this. And so we've been working for the last year to change the law. And um, I met 
the Knights of Columbus, who uh, some of the Knights of Columbus from Arkansas are the best guys you'll ever meet. And I met them at the state house when we signed the bill for the baby box bill with uh, Governor Hutchinson. And uh, one of the Knights was from Benton. And he said, I want to do this in my, um, my city first. And I said, well, let's do it. So, I mean, and Christ will always put in your path what needs to fall into place. And everything has fallen into place for this box. Now we've had some bumps and we've had some bruises, you know, getting it um, on the timeline that we wanted. But it's just amazing when, when you're doing Christ's work, how Christ always comes through and makes things happen. Are you getting any resistance to this? Because it strikes me, who, who could be against this idea? Well, we do, actually. I mean, it's kind of like being pro-life. It's like, who's going to be against, you know, saving the life of a child? There are people that are like, it's inhumane, maybe in a box. And I'm saying, my, my response to that would be, so a dumpster is better, because those are the choices you're giving these women. Yeah. If you tell a woman that she has to walk into a hospital and hand the child to a person, she's going to choose the dumpster, which is what's been happening for the last 20 years. And well, we and, have come up and said, we're listening now. We're listening to you. Wow. And, and I don't, I don't um, even... And, well, there's something that just happened. A cheerleader, I mean, real pretty blonde cheerleader, had a baby and yeah. apparently buried her, buried the baby in the backyard. It, it died, but she was found not guilty of manslaughter. I, you know what happened yep. there? If, if there was a, an availability of a baby box, a baby box, maybe that wouldn't have happened. Well, exactly, and that's the that's the key. Is she was a 17 year old girl went to prom two days before she gave birth. Yes. You could not tell she was pregnant from the photos. Right. And she gives birth at home, and whether the baby was born alive or not, the prosecution did not do their job and um, convince a jury that right. the baby was born alive. Right. You're all over. And that. so mm-hmm. she was. Yeah, she was found not guilty, but if this baby was born alive, she wanted to hide this child from right. the get-go. Right. And so she could have got in her nice little car in the driveway, drove down four blocks or four miles to the fire station, surrendered the child in one of our boxes, and went back to bed. I mean, that's how easy this is. And you know, that's what these women want, is they want easy, they want quick, they want in and out, and that's what it's going to take to save the life of a child, and that's what we're doing. Monica, you know, I think it's pretty interesting that, uh, of course, the abortion debate is controversial in the sense that whatever the percentages are, let's say very roughly half and half uh, the, are pro-life and, uh, and uh, pro-choice. I don't think this is a pro-life slash pro-choice issue. But this is about a baby that's already born. This isn't this right. isn't nine months prior. Oh, is a woman allowed to have an abortion at some point? And when and when does it cut off at all? That kind of thing. This is after a baby is born. Who objects to saving a living baby? Now put aside the that that what was the guy that Governor Northam or whatever from Virginia. Now I think his comments were frankly taken a little out of context, but I still think he's largely a crackpot. But put aside <laughs> those right. Uh, put aside those folks that either inadvertently or intentionally. Ascribe or subscribe, whichever is the right word, I'm not sure, to the notion of infanticide. Most of the time, the debate is is pre-birth. I don't really see much of a debate post-birth, thank goodness, right? So it's still amazing to me that there's any resistance to this. This is a a woman who is going to abandon her baby. Do you do it? Do you provide an outlet such that the baby doesn't die or do you not? How can how can the latter be a viable option? Right. Well, you're exactly right. Um, You know, about about 95 percent 
of Americans that listen to us and understand the program support us. Yeah. But you're always going to have those 5% of haters that just everything's a bad idea to them. But, you know, we just keep chipping away and we just keep moving along. And I'll tell you, I've been in the pro-life movement for a long time. Right. And the one thing that we've been doing for a long time is praying for the end of abortion. And we pray this every single day. What we haven't thought about is what are we going to what are we expecting these women to do after we have outlawed abortion? Right. They're going to have to carry these babies to term, right. whether they do it in secret or they do it and get the help from a crisis pregnancy center. But, you know, we, we have to look ahead. And these boxes are still allowing these women to remain anonymous and, and not tell anyone, which is going to happen. You know, let's be honest. Uh, women are going to hide the pregnancy all the way up until birth, give birth, and it's either going to go in a dumpster or it's going to go in one of our boxes. So I believe that Christ has us doing boxes now because we are so close to outlawing some of the the uh, states in this country outlawing abortion and is going to need these yeah. because infanticide is going to take over if we don't. Monica, you're really doing wonderful work. Uh, we, we really appreciate you calling in, and we really appreciate the efforts that you're doing and the fact that you're bringing one of your baby boxes to Arkansas, Arkansas early in the process. So thank you for everything that you do. Thank you for telling Dave's audience about what you're doing and the, the forthcoming baby box, uh, and we wish, wish you continued Godspeed in your efforts. Well, thank you. If you guys want to hear more or any of your audience members want to hear more, I'm going to be speaking tomorrow night uh, at 7 o'clock at the Haynes Room um, Center or the Haynes Room at the uh, uh, Celine Memorial Hospital. It's free to anyone. You can learn about the boxes. We have one of the boxes with us. Um, just come listen um, and, and get yourself educated. Terrific. Thank you so very much. Thank you guys so much. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.